welcome to today's episode of Neroli Uncut. Today, I'm going to be doing a bunch of audience-submitted Aveda questions. I am Eastside designer Alex, and I am joined by hair designer, content creator, Aveda lover, Darren Edward. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you for having me. Thank you. So I'm really excited. We've never really done anything like this form. Um, I don't know you at all, but I found you on Instagram. And the one post I found you on is when Nutriplenish and Botanical Repair came out. And I know yep. a bunch of girls were kind of debating, okay, when do I use what? And you right. came out with the most simple little arrow drawing of how to do it. Right, right, the spectrum. The spectrum, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think, um, I mean, I think a lot of hairdressers were going through that, right? It's like, oh man, we have these two heavy hitters. How do we recommend yeah. the right one, you know? Um, so yeah, in my mind, I was like, maybe there's, maybe there's a need to like talk this out. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad you saw that, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I just feel like Aveda's coming out with so many new products yeah. too. Especially, yeah. I mean, it's every couple months, I feel. So right. Right. And we're used to the same old stuff. And so it's kind right. of, it's a lot, especially with the technology of the new products. Yeah, they're really like it's, they're really stepping up their game. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, and it's hard when you have like so many blockbuster products in such a short period of time, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a great time to be an Aveda hairdresser. It is. It is. All right. So let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about you. How long have you been in this industry? Sure. So I've been um, a hairdresser with Aveda. I, I went to an Aveda Institute in Michigan, um, okay. Douglas J. But I've, I've been doing hair with Aveda for about 13 years. Um, okay. Most of my career was in Chicago. I just recently moved back to Michigan. And, um, and yeah, you know, it was a thing where I didn't really grow up doing my sister's hair or anything. Um, I had a friend that suggested I might like it. And I took about two years to really think about it. And I thought, you know, what do I have to lose? I should just try this. And yeah, fortunately I loved it. Um, so it's, uh, you know, hairdressing has been one of the best decisions I've ever made for sure. So what did you do before this? Well, I originally went to school to study acting, um, which okay. I guess maybe makes sense. I can right? see it with the videos. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I did, I did get my undergraduate degree, um, you know, and I mean, I worked at Starbucks like through college yeah. and stuff, but um, this was really my first true proper career uh, and still is obviously. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm yeah. similar. I went to college and it took me, I think I interviewed, not interviewed, but I had a meeting with the admissions three times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before I decided what do I have to lose and like you right. I just there's no going back once you get immersed into the culture and right. it's a totally unique experience yeah absolutely you know and I really ultimately I knew I, I loved the idea of really providing something personal to someone else that is really my own product right I mean of course we work with Aveda yeah. and and I love Aveda but um you know, the work that we do behind the chair, it's, it's your own, you know, nobody else can provide yeah. that. It's not like you're just exclusively selling something off a shelf that somebody else made. Um, so, it, you know, I appreciate having something that's so uh, personal, you know. Personal is the best way to describe it. And I yeah. think people don't understand that 
care is also really hard on yourself because sure. what you put into somebody is your personal artistic ability. And, right. you know, I'm the hair designer that when somebody asks or something and I don't think it would be a good fit for them, I say no. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Yep. I'm going to show you a picture of this. Let's mm -hmm. kind of, I know, you know, your face shape, all of that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a skill you have to develop. I mean, I guess some people are are inclined that way. When I started, I yeah. was very much a yes man. It was like, okay, you're asking me for something. I'm not sure if this is going to work, but I want to accept the challenge. You but know? you want to do it, yeah. Yeah, and after having enough rounds of that not work out, I started to think maybe my guest would be better served if I really gave them my perspective, <laughs> you know? So I um, think I got burned early on where I was yeah, like, whoa, yeah. that did not work. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, right. And it's, I, it, I always come back to, you know, when you're in school and your instructors tell you like, there's no substitute for experience. Um, you know, you can be technically, really amazing. <laughs> the experience really comes when you learn like how to reach people. And also I think just getting your hands in as many different hair types as you can, you know? Yeah. You only can, at a certain point, you only really get good at cutting hair on a mannequin. And then it's like, okay, well, I need some real people. <laughs> and mannequin hair, I feel, is much easier to cut. Yeah, yeah. Or and to blow dry or to style, you know? It's sure. different when you feel the head shape and all of that. Right, and the mannequin never really seems to have an opinion about what you did, no. so. You can smack them around a little bit. <laughs> okay, so did you always, have you always been with Aveda? What was your salon in Chicago? Yes, so um, I worked for a couple salons. I worked for Michael Anthony, um, which was, I think, mm -hmm. the original, one of the first Aveda accounts in Chicago. <clears throat> um, okay. Eventually, they rebranded as a Chevello salon. So Ray Chevello, um, who was the president of Aveda Canada, um, came in as a partner and eventually owned that salon. So I worked for Ray um, for a number of years and then finally worked at another salon called Asha. So I've always worked at Aveda salons, um, okay. went to the Aveda Institute. But um, I guess to maybe lead into the question, like um, I first got exposed to Aveda when I was little because my mom is allergic to some of the common synthetic ingredients that are in a lot of cosmetics. And uh, even going back to like the early days, Aveda just never used use those ingredients. So um, yeah. I was always kind of around it. Um, and it really wasn't until I went to college, I went to Michigan State, the Douglas J School is there. So of course, as a college student, I went to Douglas J to get my own services because, you know, all the college students need yeah. expensive <laughs> services. Um, and that was what really like solidified it for me. Yeah, awesome. Um, what's your go to Aveda products then? Oh since gosh. you've been with it for so long my go-to well you know that that would depend on if it was for myself or for a guest um for a okay guest, let's do both sure so for a guest my favorite is volumizing tonic and okay. um, and that's really because what i discovered you know i had some experiences like backstage and doing editorial with with um with john raymond like i did the fashion week program mm -hmm. and all of that and you know, when you're in school, you think volumizing tonic is like the little old lady product. Like it's like old school, people don't use it anymore. Yeah. But what I discovered is like on the runway and like editorial, the Aveda hairdressers really use it. I mean, I've seen them use half a bottle of it on somebody before. So I can the, see that. yeah, the great thing about it is you spray it in, it doesn't feel sticky. And if you're using, if you're doing any kind of iron work, it sets really well. 
then you don't have to rely on hairspray to like harden it up. Um, you yeah. Know, so especially the last couple of years with with wave and curl um, being so on trend, volumizing yeah. tonic is just like an easy one. It's like here I'm going to put this in, and you're going to see that your your curl holds. You know. So that it's would good be my to know for bridal work. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. That's that's my yeah. favorite for clients. For myself, gosh, it changes from day to day. I'm. I mean, I'm definitely on the botanical repair train for sure. That's an amazing line. Um, yeah, I think I really like, I think the part that I was the most surprised about was the leave-in. Um, and, you know, I made a video about it and I, I think I mentioned it, but mm -hmm. you put that leave-in in and it doesn't feel like there's anything in your hair. That that really surprised me. It really surprised yeah. me. So. And the smell is long lasting. I know it's long lasting with other Aveda mm -hmm. shampoos and all of that, but mm -hmm. the pro the leave in itself, I'm yep. blow drying and I just, it's the aroma. Yeah. And I, I just awesome. love that aroma. It's awesome for sure. I do too. It's so different, but very fresh, but a little, little deeper manlier to me. Yeah. And it still has that familiar kind of Aveda. Yeah. You know, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> totally. Okay. So you are a content creator. For me, that's how I know you first and foremost. Obviously, sure. you were a hairdresser first. Sure. Um, what's your inspiration? Because I obviously was Instagram stalking you and you just have so much. I feel like yeah. every day you're doing something new. Yeah, you know, um, the, I guess for a while, you know, I really only started making videos. It was about a year ago, October. Really? Uh, okay. Yep. But I, I had thought about it for a long time. And at a certain point, I started to realize how much I use YouTube specifically as a resource. You know, I'm not handy around the house, but I learned how to like rewire a lamp on YouTube. Like there's yeah. all these different, <laughs> there's just so much practical education on YouTube. Um, and what I started to realize was that there was almost kind of a vacuum in terms of hairdressers giving information on YouTube. I mean, there was a lot of instructional technical stuff, um, but when it came to products, you were gonna find a video either from the brand itself um, and brands are, you know, they, they have some margins that they have to operate within when they talk about product. Um, so maybe it wasn't as fleshed out information as it could be. And then on the other end, you had influencers who really were only able to tell you how the product affected their own hair. Um, and, you know, as a viewer, your hair might not be anything like that influencer, even if you identify with them in a certain, certain way. So I thought that there yeah. was, there was an opportunity to, to talk about products that um, like in the same way that we do with our guests, you know, like try to personalize it. It's a little hard because you don't know who the viewer is, but you can still say, well, if your hair is like this, this product might work really well. If your hair is like this, yeah. you might want to look in a different direction. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give like honest advice um, and hopefully, you know, maybe inspire someone to pick up an Aveda product will maybe inspire another hairdresser that's feeling lost with a product, you know, to give them a, a different framework to think about it. Do you feel like your audience, I don't know how YouTube works, if you can tell at all, but do you feel like it's more hairdresser audience or consumer-based audience? Yeah, it's a little hard to tell with YouTube. I think, um, I think it's a mix. Uh, yeah. Maybe 50-50, again, I'm, I'm just guessing, but I, you know, based on the comments that I get on YouTube, I, would, I think um, I'm getting a bigger consumer audience there. Instagram, yeah, Instagram, it's mainly a beta network, right? Um, yeah. But, uh, 
but you know, people go on YouTube and, and search for product knowledge, you know, something comes out, they want to know if it's for them. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Or they go in and they just type like my hair is thinning, you know, and then whatever bubbles up to the top of the search, um, they're going to look at those videos, you know? So, yeah. So I do, I do get some consumers on YouTube, which is cool. Yeah. All right. Let's jump in. So I have a little jar of all of the questions that we gathered from social media Awesome. and some from, you know, coworkers and we have a good amount of salons here. So, right on. okay. What type of look would you use for each men's styling product for? Okay. So all of the men's styling product, what would you achieve with it? Okay, sure. So let's see. Well, I used uh, liquid pomade on myself today. So okay. I, I know kind of the classic combo is to do um, be curly curl enhancer with Confixer, right? Like every yeah. person has heard of that. Um, <clears throat> I don't have Confixer right now, but I do have some liquid pomade. And liquid pomade is, is um, on paper, it is technically like a really light hold gel. So yeah. um, maybe a little bit more flexible and can fix her in that sense. But yeah, I do liquid pomade for, uh, for curly hair. Um, the regular pomade I would do for like a more sleek look, especially like a more vintage, you know, mm-hmm. 1920s men's look. Yeah. Um, high shine, obviously wet looks. The grooming clay, which I think we're all probably the most familiar with. Yeah. Doesn't have the any go-to. shine. Right. The go-to. So for men that, have short hair that want it to look messy, but don't like the look of products. Like they don't want any shine in it. That's one you put it in and it's matte, right? It doesn't have any shine. So that one's really good for guys that don't want to look like they tried too hard, uh, (laughs) but still want some control. Um, The grooming cream in a way is an extension of that, but more for maybe longer hair. So, so not, not long hair, but maybe like a pompadour or something where a comb is being run through it. Right. Um, uh, it has a little bit more shine than the men's. And then the thickening paste is almost kind of like, you remember when everybody was taking the clay and the cream and mixing them? Yep. That was a thing for a hot minute. I feel like the paste is almost kind of like trying to occupy that space. So it's got a little bit more grip than the cream, but it's not as grippy as the clay. Um, You know, in my own work behind the chair, a lot of my guys that use the clay I've converted over to the paste because it's a little easier to distribute. Um, it is. So, so that one actually has become my favorite since that's come out. And then um, the gel um, for, for people that use gel. I mean, I guess if you need like yeah. a little bit more hold um, than say you would get with the pomade. Pomade is great for weight, yeah. but I think the gel is nice for if you really like to like set your, your look. So. I think cool. I got them all, right? Was that all? You did. You did. <laughs> Good job. Um, okay. This is a good one um, because this is one of my favorite products. What would you use in place of light element smoothing fluid because it is getting discontinued? Right. Yeah. There. So it's going to depend on your hair type <clears throat> a little bit. Excuse me. I've actually really enjoyed just spraying the Nutriplenish leave-in conditioner into my hands and then oh, okay. smoothing that. I will do that. Um, and actually same with heat relief. You know, heat relief is okay. in my experience, even more lightweight than the smoothing fluid. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. So sometimes um, I might spray a little bit of that on, or again, I might put it in my hands and just lightly work it over. 
Um, those would probably okay. be my first few thoughts, you know, without getting Good. something too heavy. Yeah. Next one. Um, if there's nothing specifically wrong with my hair, what product should I use, men and women? Sure. Um, are we talking like shampoo or? I would go kind of shampoo route, yes. Well, you know, um, I mean, I think you really, you have a, a great situation because you could really kind of, you could go in a lot of different directions, right? It depends on your um, your priorities. Like, are you are you more motivated by the kind of lather that you get? Are you more motivated by the aroma? Um, you know, right now we kind of have cherry almond shampoo and rosemary mint, and those are almost sort of like the the entry level price point, right? Yep. Um, you know, rosemary mint is going to be great for volume. It has that invigorating aroma. Shampoo is kind of just a nice. Um, like calming experience, but it's still an effective daily shampoo and a conditioner that has enough richness, but it's not, you know, Nutriplenish deep, for example. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and then rosemary mint is kind of more for like, if you need to tame your hair a little bit more, uh, those are, those are, for somebody that's new to a beta um, and wants like a softer entry, I usually go yeah. somewhere in, in those three. Uh, um, okay. You know, but otherwise, like if you smell something you like, like there's, you could really go anywhere, so. Go for it. All right, next one. How do you stay inspired and motivated? Sure, well, um, I am married, I have two children, so I'm certainly Amazing. inspired by, you know, my family and providing for them. Um, I guess creatively, you know, if we're talking about content specifically, a lot of my videos they start with whatever the information is, but a lot of times the thing mm -hmm. that gets me over the edge of making that video is music. I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired by music, finding new music. And a lot of my videos, there's almost like a 10 second music video component to it. So sometimes <laughs> the thing that gets me out of bed to make that video is because I want to see me in the 10 second music video. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> right. And also just like, interpreting the music in a sense you know um yeah so yeah it, but yeah and also it's just um my passion and excitement for the products and just wanting to share yeah. my perspective you know and the cool thing about social media is it's it's kind of a low stakes game you know like either people don't really respond to it or if they do it's generally positive or it sparks a you know further conversation about it um so yeah you know i i I don't really guess have any fear about uploading anymore. I used to when I started, but um, you know, social I think media, a lot of people do right away, especially yeah. when it comes to videos, you're really putting yourself out there. Right. But I think you just kind of have to go past that and then it becomes fun. Right. Well, you know, and it's like when I started, some of the best advice I got was your first video is your worst video, no matter what, Yeah. <laughs> because, because you just, you learn as you go, you learn as you do. Um, so yeah, you know, I just found the Evader Network and, um, you know, my YouTube audience to be really receptive. Um, yeah. Nothing has really come up that's been discouraging. So sometimes just, just the doing is, is inspiring enough, you know? Yeah. The feeling of uploading it and you're like, all right, uh, I did it. Upload day yeah. is, the, is the best day of the week for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you work so hard for it. <laughs> right. Okay. I have very fine hair. What products will give me more volume and body? Sure. Well, um, definitely in body. And we obviously have that in body expansion, which mm -hmm. I am loving. I'm working on that video. 
Um, otherwise, you know, it gets, it gets nuanced, right? Sometimes it's hard to make the best recommendation without having your hands in someone's hair. But um, I yeah. think generally the pure abundance style prep is a great one. Um, you know, anybody can use that. When it comes to famolian or volumizing tonic, it almost depends more on what, what you want your end result to be. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, when it, like with famolian, in my work, I tend to use that more on my, if you don't mind me saying, little old lady hair. So like that hair where you, <laughs> you don't, you want volume, but you don't want it to move at all. Um, yeah. I think famolian lends itself to that. Volumizing tonic may for, maybe more for like the longer looks or the curled looks that we talked about. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm loving Invadi right now. Um, awesome. Okay. What is a good seasonal line to use going into colder months and then once the weather changes? Sure. Um, well, you know, colder months, uh, we you know, especially living in Chicago and really even here in Michigan, all of the wind, the cold weather, it just leaches moisture out of your hair. So yeah. our hair gets dry, it gets staticky. So of course, dry remedy or Nutriplenish are gonna be great. I also come back to um, heat relief again. Like when I have a guest that is concerned with static, I find heat relief to be amazing because it doesn't weigh the hair down, um, mm -hmm. but it will tame the little flyaways, like the little staticky stuff and kind of neutralize that. Um, yeah. That may be more for like fine hair. If somebody needs a little more control, that's when I might go to like air control, um, you know, or like one of the hairsprays to do it. But yeah, yeah. I, I really lean on heat relief in the wintertime for that. Awesome. For sure. And then summertime? Yeah, summertime, I might use um, something a little more deep cleansing. You know, if you're a person that perspires a lot and you're really trying yeah. to keep your scalp clear. Um, I might be looking more at like rosemary mint, something that's going to be kind of refreshing on the scalp or, um, or even like men's in body has a little bit of menthol in it. Um, so that's okay. pretty refreshing too. Um, but yeah, I tend to do more, more deep cleansing in the summer and then the, like the richer shampoos and conditioners in the winter. Moisture in the winter. Yeah. Cool. Okay, can you mix and match hair product lines in your daily routine, like Nutriplenish, Botanical Repair, or shampoo, and then Botanical Repair Conditioner, or should I just stick with one? Sure, I would say, you know, as a blanket statement, yes, you can. Um, there's, there's some nuance there. Uh, first, I would say it depends on how, how much of the effect do you need. So, you know, if you have a bleach and tone, you probably really need repair and or protein. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're going to get the maximum benefit from that line using more than one product in the line. If you maybe have like a, you know, like a subtle balayage or something and your hair isn't super damaged, but you're concerned about your ends, you know, you could, you could do, um, gosh, you could do botanical repair shampoo and then do the Nutriplenish for a conditioner. The, the one distinction I would make is I find when we're talking about protein, or even something like botanical repair, which doesn't have protein, but needs to penetrate into the hair. Um, generally moisturizing products are gonna seal the cuticle, right? That's just part of their function. So um, it's possible that they could impact the ability of that other product to penetrate in. So if I'm trying to mix and match something around protein or repair with moisture, I'm usually gonna do the, the repairing or the protein first. So the shampoo, followed by like a more moisturizing conditioner. 
That's good. That's a really big um, point to make. Okay. If you could bring back any discontinued Aveda products, what would they be? Yeah. So I made a, I made <laughs> a video about this. Um, when I was, at, I was at the Institute in 2008. So, okay. and there were several products that got discontinued while I was in school. One of which was my favorite. And then I still kind of consider it my favorite, but at this point it's more nostalgia. Um, yeah. my, fav my favorite is Light Elements Finishing Solution. Okay. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Okay. So when Light Elements originally came out, you had the whip, you had um, smoothing fluid, obviously. Mm -hmm. You had a spray wax, which that one was also really cool, but I Ooh, didn't That use sounds it great. Yeah. That, I would be curious to see that one come back. But um, then you had this other one called Finish Solution. And it was kind of like a leave-in conditioner, but almost more like a, um, it was a lotion for your hair, like a cream version okay. of something like smoothing fluid. And so it had that same aroma, that kind of lavender um, light elements aroma. But, um, I just couldn't blow dry when I was in school. I mean, I was, I was really bad. I, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even really sure how to tell if the hair was totally dry yet. You know, like yeah. I just total noob. Um, but finishing solution always made the hair look good and it wasn't as shiny as smoothing fluid. So it was forgiving on me in that sense, not knowing. Yeah what I'm doing, <laughs> trying try to make this blow dry look like passable. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I have a, a, um, a soft spot in my heart for finishing solution yeah. for that reason. That's awesome. I'd be but, interested in that spray wax. I think that that yeah. nowadays would be great for like the beachy waves just to yeah. put it in to rough it up a bit. Yeah, totally. And I know at least at that time, people used it in upstyles a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, but that was one I didn't get as much experience with, but. Yeah. Those old light elements. I love them. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. Co-wash versus rinseless refresh versus dry shampoo. Ooh, okay. A lot of options. Well, um, you know, I think dry shampoo, uh, dry shampoo was maybe going to be the most convenient, right? Like you can mm -hmm. carry it in your purse and just like do a little touch up here and there, maybe brush it through if you need to. But um, so yeah, I think dry shampoo is, is convenient in that sense. You don't have to commit to the time of like getting into the shower and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Rinseless refresh, you either need to like diffuse it or let it air dry. Um, I actually do use rinseless refresh in the summer when I'm not too worried about just letting my hair air dry. Um, but it's not necessarily gonna have the mattifying effect that the, the dry shampoo has. So mm -hmm. if you, um, if you're concerned about, you know, for a lot of people with textured hair or even wavy hair like mine, like um, that day that you cleanse your hair is maybe like not the best day, right? Because you're waiting yeah. for some of the natural moisture to come back in. Um, so a rinseless refresh is great for those people that um, don't want their hair to look more matte like it would with dry shampoo. Mm -hmm. And then the co-wash is gonna be, you know, a little bit more cleansing. With um, with rinseless refresh, you're capturing that dirt and oil in the molecule, but it's it's still in there, right? Like it still has to be yeah. cleansed out eventually. But it's making that cleansing easier when you get to that stage. Um, yeah, I think it almost kind of comes down to convenience and also just you know what your ritual is. Like if you want to make yeah. the time for the ritual, do you know do your co-wash? Um, and if you need more moisture in there, obviously co-wash or the um, rinseless refresh would be a good option. So awesome. you know, 
Dry shampoo is I feel shiny. like the rinseless refresh has a lot of shine to it. Um, I have been, I used it on someone with fine straight hair and it did not go well. Would you recommend it for a certain type of hair? Yeah, I, I tend to recommend it more for like wavy or curly hair types. Yeah. Um, and I made a similar statement when I, when I did that video, it might not really be for fine straight hair. Although, you know, yeah. the comment section came back and somebody said, well, I have fine straight hair and I use it and I love it. It's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's personal preference. It's all, yeah, it, it is. Could, <laughs> it could depend too on the porosity of your hair. You know, if your hair really absorbs yeah. that, if you have more coarse hair that can, you know, absorb some of that product. My hair is dense, but it's fine. So product mm -hmm. tends to like live on the outside of it. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, in the summertime, my look is like, you know, Rick from The Walking Dead. Like, so I always kind of look yep. sort of dirty. Um, so in that <laughs> sense, it works out, you know. It's a good look for the summertime, I will say. <laughs> for sure. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much shampoo should I use? It doesn't seem to suds up as much as my other shampoos. Okay. Um, so this one, I think, again, gets back to um, your your hierarchy of needs, you know, what, what you expect out of your shampoo ritual. So there mm -hmm. are shampoos that just by their chemical makeup create more suds than others. Um, the sudsing, I think, uh, because of sort of like our light experience with shampoo, we connect the sudsing to how deep cleansing that product is. And it's not totally. necessarily like a direct connection, right? Um, because I could, for example, I could lather something up in my hands and put it on my hair. It hasn't necessarily cleansed anything, right? It's really the manipulation of my fingers that's, that's mm -hmm. getting that shampoo to bond with whatever's on my scalp or in my hair. That's what's doing the cleansing. It's not just, you know, bubbles in your hair isn't magically cleansing your hair. That being said, if you miss that experience of having all of the suds, if that's part of the, the ritual for you, um, then you probably need to go back to that shampoo that has more suds, you know. But I guess to yeah. more specifically answer that question, I will typically do like a nickel sized puddle of shampoo um, distributed in my hands. I'll start in the back, in the nape, because okay. that's where I do get the most oil production. And I think that's probably true for most people. And then I'll do like maybe a dime through the top. So okay. a dime and a nickel. That might come out to a quarter, but I do it yeah. in two separate <laughs> rounds, you know? Yeah. I always try and tell people that water is a big thing. I mean, I, mean, I feel like sometimes you need to just, oh, add just more water. Sure add for enough water? Yeah, there's not enough water in your hair. And also yeah. I am a once a week girl. Okay. So my first shampoo is doesn't suds almost at all because sure. it's getting all of that debris out. But then the second one, you're like, oh, here we go. This is yeah. working. So yeah, I kind of always tell people do it more than once. There's yeah. something to be said about that. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And you know, I um I shampoo maybe every two or three days, three or four days, something like that. And a lot of times I'll do something that's sulfate based. So lately I've actually been doing shampoo and that's my, mm -hmm. my deep cleansing, you know, yeah. and then I follow up with, um, botanical repair or, or in body or something like that. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's different ways to customize that, but yeah, again, it comes there's back options. to like, if you want to see bubbles, you know, get, get the one with the bubbles, not all yeah. of them are going to have a ton of lather. Yeah. So that doesn't mean they're, they're not a shampoo. It's just how it expresses itself. All right. 
How do you successfully balance moisture and protein? We kind of touched on this a little bit. Yep. yep. I think uh, the simple statement is lead with protein, follow with moisture. Exactly. And that's what I like. You simplify it because sometimes it doesn't have to be complicated. Like that's, right. that's it. That's, right. that's all you need to know. Okay. As a guy, what if they don't want to use the men's shampoo and what's the next best option for men with thick hair? Men with thick hair. Ooh. I feel yeah, like there's... these are all kind of very personal. Yeah, they are. And that's, that's okay. You know, there's, I think when it comes to like the, the men's products in the Aveda lineup, um, sometimes that's almost sort of a way to balance the fact that a lot of the aromas in the other products are, are very flowery, right? I mean, they're um, yeah. maybe what we traditionally describe as like more feminine. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, the interesting thing for me with that men's shampoo is it is sulfate free. So it's not as deep cleansing as some of the other ones. So it's going to come down to what your preferences are. I mean, before we had the men's line, what our go-to was rosemary mint, right? Cause that was like mm -hmm. the least feminine smelling one. We figure, okay, guys, yeah. we'll go for the minty stuff. Um, yeah. You know, so that's, that's usually my first thought. Um, especially if you work out a lot and you, you need like really deep cleansing, rosemary mint is a, is a deep cleansing shampoo. So that would be my first, yeah. my first recommendation. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so when it comes to scalp care, the Promisana versus the uh, men's exfoliating shampoo. And I think also mm -hmm. we could do the scalp benefits in it. Right, um, sure. So let's see, well, we'll start with the men's exfoliating. Are we talking about the old one with the beads or the- I think one? so. Okay. Well- You can go whichever one because it does not specify. Sure, sure. Um, Let's go with the new and body one. The new and body one, yeah. yeah. The new and body one, it's um, it it's great for the scalp in the sense that it has some salicylic acid in it, so it's going to help remove buildup. Um, it is sulfate free, so it's fairly gentle on the hair itself. Um, mm -hmm. And then you know we mentioned it has that little bit of menthol. So if you really like that cooling sensation on your scalp, Men's and Body is the way to go. Um, Scalp benefits, I, I personally like. Um, it's kind of a good middle ground. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually really great for people that experience like scalp odor. Like if you have okay. a stinky scalp, I know like that's, that is a thing. I know people. People yeah. experience, right? <laughs> um, I have noticed scalp benefits in particular is really great for that. Um, the thing you have to keep in mind is that that conditioner is designed more for the scalp than it is for the hair. So if your hair isn't chemically treated, it, it's amazing. Um, if you do have color or if you have highlighting, I find that that conditioner doesn't necessarily um, address what's going on with the hair. Like you might need something for the ends if you're just putting okay. that at the scalp. And then Promisana, you know, is gonna be the most advanced, right? So it has um, that little bit of um, what it's like yogurt culture or something in it. Mm -hmm. So the whole premise with Pramasana is it's trying to create a healthy environment for the bacteria that naturally live on our scalp. Um, and it's important that we're not like grossed out about that, right? Like we have bacteria all over our body, all over the insides of yeah. our body. Bacteria help break down the food in your stomach. Um, it, it plays a lot of important roles. And on your scalp, 
it's it's part of maintaining that that environment for healthy hair and healthy scalp. So Promisana is really about um, maintaining a healthy, what we say, a biome, right? It's to make sure that the good bacteria on your scalp can thrive and that bacteria um, does your cellular turnover, right? It keep, helps keep the follicle clear. Um, you know, so for somebody that has maybe more chronic scalp issues versus just mm -hmm. itchy scalp, um, I probably would go with Promisana. If your scalp's just kind of dry or itchy, the um, scalp benefits. And then I would go with the men's for like the cooling and the thickening. Yeah, I like the Promisana. I do Easy. it on people who, I'll just use just the cleanser on people. I think yeah. it makes a huge difference, especially if, even if you haven't washed your hair in a couple of days. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, for sure. And I really like the Insulon mask. I wish, I wish we had that on the show. Oh yeah. I, I do really too. like that. It's very cooling. Okay. We're going to do a couple more. So I'm going to get really good ones. All right, cool. um, what is the best secret, less well-known Aveda product? Oh, okay. Like what's a real underrated one? I think the sun care hair veil, I think it's overlooked a lot. So that's the I one that so it has some UV filters. I've had, I can't tell you how many guests I've had that have really coarse gray hair that come in mm -hmm. religiously for gray coverage. And it always fades, even though they're coming every four weeks. I, I'm thinking of one guest I had in Chicago um, and she did a lot of gardening. So she was outdoors a lot. She had very short hair. Mm -hmm. And um, she was just getting frustrated because her hair color looked amazing when she walked out of the salon, but even within four weeks, it would fade. And we finally just, you know, we were just like throwing things at the wall, nothing was working. I was like, you know, maybe we should try this hair veil. Like, it sounds like maybe the issue is from the sun. Maybe the sun is fading yeah. your color. You're in your garden every day. And uh, it worked like a charm. And she like, she's like a lifelong, well, lifelong for a couple of years, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was picking up that sun veil because she noticed the difference. And we did too when she came yeah. back in. So I think that one really flies under the radar. And it is also really nice. That would be another nice, um, really lightweight moisturizer as well. Mm -hmm. That so was the biggest to, thing. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I was at the end of my thought. <laughs> I was going to say that was the biggest thing I noticed this summer because no one could go anywhere. So many yeah. of my clients were outside way more than they ever have been. Yeah. And I would put in our language, a three on someone's head, which is a mm -hmm. dark brown. Sure. And they would come back in and I was like, did I use Demi or, right. you know, it really faded noticeably. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the sun care, especially in the winter too. Sure. Absolutely. Would be great. Yeah, and it's like I spend time outside. Totally, you know. And the first thought is like, oh shoot, did I do something wrong? Like I'm using the same formula. Yeah. <laughs> like what's what's different, you know? And that's yeah, that's where consultation becomes so important, you know. Like, um, yeah, how are our guests' behavior or patterns or daily lives changing? Which pretty much everyone's has changed in the last six months. Yeah. You know? um, so that's that's I, an I overlooked question. Yeah. Of how sure. is your life changing? Because that really does impact how you wear your hair, how you take care of your hair. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a good one for the hairdressers out there. All right. This is a good one to end on. Does making your crazy creative videos come easy to you or is it as hard as it seems? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I will say the hardest one to make was the first one. And that was mainly just me being in my head, you know, from filming it to totally. uploading it. I, I, I took about two months twiddling my thumbs with that video, just kind of getting to a place where I was like comfortable uploading it. And even then I was kind of mm -hmm. like, eh, I'm still not comfortable. I'm just going to do it. But in doing that, I made a personal commitment that I was going to do one every week. So then I went from, okay, I just did two months on this video. Now I have to crank them out one every yeah. week you know, <laughs> from scratch. But, um, you know, the, I've developed a skill set from doing it over and over again. And I, I said this in the story, but, um, you know, it's, it's not unlike learning to be a hairdresser. You practice the moves the moves kind of become muscle memory. You practice having the right conversation with your guests. And over time, those elements, you don't have to um, like act on consciously, right? They become part of the routine. So in a sense, I've developed a rhythm and a routine with creating content, um, but I'm always trying to challenge myself and try something new, you know? So there's always one little piece of that that, that maybe was a challenge for me. Um, yeah. But I'm practiced at like, my thing, right? Like I scripted out, I set up my thing. I know what components I need to film so that I'm not going mm -hmm. through half an hour of footage, you know? Yeah. That was the other thing, that first video was like half an hour footage condensed to three minutes. That's a nightmare. Now it's more, yeah. more like, you know what I'm going to say. So I'm going to take five, 10 minutes to film this thing. And it's just less stuff to pour through, you know? Yeah. But that's thing, that's a thing that I, you know, didn't have a frame of reference for until I actually did it. And then you look back yeah. and say, all right, well, I'm going to do that differently. So yeah, it's, uh, it's about, it's about doing it more than once, you know? Yeah. And having fun with it. And yes. And, and also not, trying like, something new. That's yeah. a big, big thing. Well, you know, and I would say like, we're all hairdressers. We all have our, our unique experience. Like why just limit it to the person in your chair? You know, there are so many yeah. people that would benefit from our knowledge. Um, and there's people that want it. There's people that go on the internet and say, yeah. my hair is thinning, Google help me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Google leads them to your video, you know? And to me, that's just like magical that we can impact people. Yeah. I mean, it impacted me all the way in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, <laughs> <laughs> I found yours all the way over here, so. I love it. Awesome. Well, Darren, thank you for joining me today. Oh, well, thank you for having um, me. This was fun. Can you tell us all your YouTube and your Instagram and everything, your social, so we can follow your journey? Yes. So um, if you, I mean, if you go on YouTube and search just Darren Edward, you will find me. It's D-E-R-O-N mm -hmm. and then okay. Edward. And then my Instagram is Darren.Edward.Hair. And that's a wrap for our Q&A with Darren. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.